Today, we are going to talk about networking without business cards and why that's the only way to do it. This is Dennis Plintz, and this is the Hustle Podcast for real estate agents. With over 15 years of experience and over a thousand homes sold, this is the place I'm going to share my experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody and anybody that wants to push their business to the next level, let's go. It's safe to say that you need to network. Now, before we get into why you need to network without business cards, which is a fascinating aspect that's been a key driver to my success in not just building our business, but building key relationships, we have to acknowledge the importance of networking. Um, Hopefully, you understand if you're in the real estate business or getting into it, the importance of this, um, you know, networking for me comes out of a, a deep and insatiable, unquenchable desire to know everybody. I presume that everybody in my marketplace or sphere of influence or city, because I don't live in a big city, we only have a million plus, just over a million people. I, I, I at some level, and I assume that everybody knows everybody. You know, when I talk to Bob and he's kind of connected to something that Joe does, I'm like, well, you must know Joe. And I've started to realize that that's not the case because not everybody's as as intentional in networking as I am. And I want to remove the traditional definition of networking for just a minute. You know, if you look at what I do to network, it's it's not driven by a quest to build a database, or generate business. My quest to network is to build interest and curiosity with people. And you need, I think, uh, we all need to understand that nobody likes to be networked to or sold to, but we all love a deep, meaningful, real connection. So networking in the early stages of any career or growth, uh, especially real estate, I think has to be an intentional focus. By that, I mean targeting the key groups, clubs, and or functions that you can consistently attend. Key groups, functions, and or uh, religious gatherings might be the right place for you. And writing those out to know which clubs, which groups, and which um, uh, connections do I have that I can consistently be in touch with. And knowing that the networking that will come out of those hopefully is networking that will in some way translate to business. But the first thing it's going to have to do is translate into a meaningful relationship. So when I first started in the business, going way back to the very beginning, there were many things I tried to do to network. Uh, Another episode I talked about the power of your business card as a secret weapon and giving out 10 a day where you strategically give them out, what should be on them, and all of that fun stuff. So if you're not happy with your business card, or you're building a business card, or you want to know what makes the most effective business card possible, please check out that episode. You will not be disappointed. But for now, understanding that networking is about getting outside of the house and meeting people. And it doesn't happen by accident. I'd set a very intentional path with another real estate agent in my office when I started. Uh, Thank you, Brian uh, Johns, for inspiring this. We were both new or newer in the business and seemingly doing well. And one day, 
late one night, we got chatting about what was working and what wasn't working. So I'm going to give you the best of that right here and also give you the best of, you know, so many lessons that have come after that on where I've ineffectively networked and what not to do. But it starts with knowing what clubs can you get connected to. So for me, at that point in my life, I was an avid churchgoer um, and youth worker. I actually, at one point in my life, thought about going into youth ministry, which I think is a very important profession. Uh, the work you know, that's being done in that area is work I will always do for the rest of my life. I just realized at that point it wasn't really uh, profitable and the needs far outweigh the resources. So anyway, I chose real estate. Thank, uh, in the right context, thank you, Lord, as I pray here with my hands behind the microphone, for the clarity to do this. But youth and youth work and involvement was something I was very connected to. High schools, high school students, church work, kids that were, you know, on a bit of a wandering path, and I was passionate about helping them. That group for, you know, the better part of five or six years, I worked closely with while I was a pots and pans salesman. I was a student. I worked in the dental industry at one point during the beginning of that. In that, though, I developed what was a great network. The network that came from that wasn't a network I intentionally built to do anything with other than get to know and be curious about. So not just the students in our youth group, but the parents of those students, the other youth workers, the people that worked within that organization at the time. You know, for that long, five or so years, two, sometimes three days a week, small events, big events, that was an amazing network. The other network that I strategically tapped into, uh, as well as that one that I've never stopped tapping into, was my wedding network or wedding list. Uh, Again, another episode, I talk about building your list and how you build it, how you farm it. Very important to understand how you can effectively utilize and leverage the people you're going to meet while you're networking without a business card. Um, But... To do that, I had to find a way to properly approach my wedding database. You know, 300 plus people were invited to our wedding and I went back to all of them and followed up and have continued to follow up. That means letters, that means cards, that means uh, uh, coffees, that means lunch meetings, that means functions. They are a part of my network. Now, Brian took a bit of a different approach that might work for you. So check this one out. Brian wasn't as well connected. You know, Brian wasn't a part of a church group by any means and wasn't a part of, uh, you know, a recent wedding. He was actually not married at the time. But Brian loved running uh, and Brian loved swimming. And from those two, he joined a running club and a swimming club. Brian went on to tell me that he joined all kinds of other clubs because those clubs were working, were working so well at meeting people and talking business and actually doing business. He joined like every club he could imagine. I think, you know, it involved like running, swimming, cycling, um, uh, knitting, I think workouts. He had two different gym memberships. He had all kinds of clubs. Um, and I followed suit. I then got two memberships at two different gyms and would split my days during the week to go five days a week, two or three days at one, two or three days at the other. And I was networking. I was reaching as many people as I consistently reach in the places I was naturally wanting to go. Brian did things that were a little more not so natural. Either or works. The point is build a network. 
Now, how do you do it without a business card? I think this is what you have to glean because really the power to powerful networking, the only way to leverage networking, when you meet one person or you meet a hundred people in a room, the line is this, be more interested than interesting. Be more interested in the person you're networking with, the room you're networking with, the group that you're connecting with, than you are focused on being interesting. I learned this the hard way. I, for a long time, struggled with insecurity around um, not knowing where I was going, not confident about being in the real estate business, not you know, sure what it would take to stand out in a crowd. So I compensated in all kinds of ways. Um, I would wear wild and crazy clothes. I think that's common amongst real estate agents. Um, I tried to not wear a suit for the longest time. I thought I'm the cool and hip realtor. Uh, I tried to push down people's um, throats that I was the realtor at functions or direct one-on-one meetings, including one instance uh, that I'll share with you which was at a Christmas function, an, an amazing Christmas function that I was invited to and I said yes to because years ago, just shortly after getting in the real estate business, I committed and I encourage you to commit to say yes to as many invitations as possible because one, they're hard to come by and two, those invitations don't last forever and invitations early on in life are usually celebrations like weddings and birthdays and Christmas parties. So say yes to as much as possible. And when you go, go without business cards, which I'm going to get to. But in those settings, and in this particular setting, um, I was uh, in a discussion with somebody I knew fairly well and somebody very well connected to me. And in the moment, he mentioned that they had just bought a house yesterday. And it was right in the area I was living and working. It was just a couple blocks from, from where I grew up. I am... Um, I got immediately really upset. And the problem is I let him know I was upset. And I actually said something like, well, why didn't you buy it with me? And I realized how awkward I made that him made him feel and how awkward that made his partner feel. So if nothing else, just know that you can never vocalize how personal that will feel. I've since gone on to let him know I apologize for that. I've earned their referrals and, and developed a stronger connection with them. But I didn't do a very good job early on at being interested. And I was often very selfish with my positioning around business and prospects and clients. So be interested, be genuinely interested. Next, to be interested, you have to ask great questions. You know, when you go to functions, events, Christmas parties, go there prepared. The high level version of this is some very broad questions like, where are you from? What do you do? What are your th- favorite activities? What do you do in the area you live? What brought you here? How do you know the people here? You know, what uh, keeps you busy? What do you love to do? What don't you like to do? Be curious. And of course, draw some parallels. That's rapport. Another episode as well. But rapport building is, is, is only possible when you've made a real connection. So ask lots of questions. And a mentor of mine, uh, thank you, Colin, taught me this. Exemplify not only be the most interested, but when you leave a party and you've asked more questions than you've been asked, when you've asked more questions of somebody than you've been asked, they will inevitably leave and think to themselves or tell their partner, that person's really 
quite something. And it's amazing when that other person will say to them, whoever's in the car or themselves, well, what do they do? And they're not really sure because you overwhelm them with great questions and curiosity and you showed interest in them. It's uncommon in life, I think, that we um, feel valued or we feel um, like people care about us. So be genuinely interested in the uh, other person you're talking to. And at a high level, that's just some high-level general questions, and it comes from being prepared with those questions and not having to be the one that gets focused on. At a more personal level, one thing I really encourage is when you go to more localized functions, like birthdays or house parties, do your best to do your homework before you go. If um, you're going to a certain community, do the research in that community. Get there a few minutes early, drive around at other, and look up other houses for sale, other properties that have sold, you know, stories you can tell about the neighbors, so you can develop some rapport and you can look like an expert in the real estate space. When you're going for coffee with somebody or lunch with somebody, if you know where they live, make sure you've looked up some real estate in their area. You know, we have a rule that I book one coffee or one lunch meeting every day, five days a week, because that for me is nurturing my database. It's staying in touch with the people I care about. And I do my best to go to those meetings prepared, often with an agenda. I'll bullet them two or three things I want to talk about or they want to talk about. But in the beginning stages, I would go to house parties and I would know what's happening in real estate in their area. Trust me, it's mind blowing when you can go and get asked because you're going to get asked that magical question, how's the market? And you could say, geez, it's really amazing that that house behind you has dropped their price three times. Like, I don't know, the history on that thing is this and I think that and the realtor did this and the photos are horrible. Knowing the people you're talking to and being prepared for the meetings you're going to will make a massive difference in networking. Now, the last piece on this, which is not carrying business cards. I am fascinated that this is not um, this is not new knowledge by any means. This isn't. Uh, this is actually too talked about, I think. But what's not talked about is how you do this with sincerity. So I don't carry business cards partially, well, mostly now because I try not to carry a wallet. I don't carry keys for my car. I do everything through my phone that I can, including um, you know uh, out of point purchases, Apple Pay. My app on my phone starts and shuts off my car, although I have them locked out. Uh, so I don't carry a lot of stuff with me. I do that to keep free and keep my pockets clear. And I also do it because years ago, I was at a networking event without business cards by accident. And I've since read up on this and studied to know that one of the really cool aspects of not having cards is it allows you to collect business cards. Now, that's where most people end the story. If you collect it, you can follow up. Because truly, if you give out business cards... They better be damn good business cards, one. They better not have your picture on them, two. And they better have great content on them, three. Listen to the other episode uh, that we've done on that. I encourage you. It's great. But those business cards better be good. And even though they might be the best, I know people that have business cards that cost a couple bucks each. You know, they're like credit card material. Bad idea, I think. It's hopeful that when you give out a business card, somebody's going to do something with it. It's highly unlikely based on overwhelming statistics and my own research at the dump of cards that get recycled. Either it gets thrown in the garbage, or if you're lucky, it gets recycled. It doesn't do anything on its own by giving it out. Now, there's times when it's effective, but I have very, very few stories in my life of giving out a business card. 
I have plenty of stories of collecting business cards, turning around or going to the bathroom, making notes on that business card about something they said, something we connected with, a question they asked, something interesting I can send them, a book I can send them, uh, info on a listing in their area I can send them, a resource I can send them, their birthday, anything at all you can remember and write down and make a note on means that you will have a powerful way to communicate with them. Secondly, it allows you to collect and follow up on the really interesting people. You know, by collecting and asking for business cards, you're able to take a look at the card, gauge a little bit about them, ask more questions, and put the really interesting ones in your left pocket and the not so interesting ones in your right pocket, my strategy. And when you get home, you've got a way to say that person or these six people were so interesting and you will separate yourself from the vast majority of competition if you follow up with them. The thing I say consistently through all of the content I put out to the world is follow up and follow through. And if nothing else, when you collect those cards, you log them into your database, your CRM, your Excel spreadsheet, your phone, you put a note based on the notes you took that you wrote by hand and you consistently follow up after reaching out to them, sending them something in the mail, like a book or a video link or, you know, a gift or, or anything at all is going to allow you to stand out massively and send your business card. But having a way to consistently reach back and reach out to the most interesting people that you connect with through all of the means of networking that are out there, through all of what we've talked about and the massive database you're going to need to build will happen by collecting more business cards than you give out. Hope this was helpful. I trust it was. I care about this. It's made all the difference to me in my career. Please like this or share it. And above all else, if you have a question for me or anything I can do to help you have the best career possible, you message me, call me, uh, but a message or email, I'll do my best to help you as best I can. It's Dennis at Plints.com. Have a fantastic day.